What's up, family? What's up, family? It's your man, K. Mari, coming at you with another episode of the 310 Podcast. Man, it's been a minute. It's been a minute. Just kind of taking a little break, getting some stuff done. Um, got some stuff that I, I do want to talk to you guys about. Uh, first of all, especially about football. I'm going to just jump into this real quick. Uh, I want to just talk about like this labor agreement. Um, the NFL and the Players Association, they agreed to a collective bargaining agreement that gives labor peace to, between the league's players and the owners for 10 years 10 years of labor peace and I'm kind of I kind of feel some type of way about it because honestly I really think these players they could have gotten a lot more out of this than what initially they the initially what they've gotten um I know a lot of things um especially um one thing I definitely wish they that they really would have put some emphasis is, is on is such things such as the franchise tag, um, being able to be franchised by a team and miss a year of testing out on the free agents on the free agent market. Uh, I really think that sucks. Cause, I mean, that's the point is like you get the year contract in order to be a free agent, but yet the team has an option to tag you for one year. True, the money is very good because I believe you get like an average of however, however the top, the top maybe three or four, five players at your position make. So I mean, hey, I mean for an average player, let's let's just say a quarterback, uh, he gets franchise tag, and so let's just say the average, and you're making, let's say you're making about twelve million a year. You go to that franchise tag. And I mean, yeah, it does bump you up for one year to possibly maybe 30, 35 million, 35 million a year. It just really just depends on what the average QBs or the average players at the position makes. So, I mean, that's good and all. But the thing is, though, man, it's a risk with that because, I mean, true. Let's just say that, hey, you do go forward with that franchise tag and somehow you get hurt. Hey, you know these teams uh, and the and these franchises, they will release you in a heartbeat. And as you know, um, contracts aren't guaranteed, which is something that I definitely want to transition to next. Is that something is that these players, they should have really advocated for guaranteed contracts? Because when you think about it, these guys are playing uh, football, which is arguably the dangerous sport out there. I, I want somebody to... Name me a, a a professional sport, a professional sports um, league that's more dangerous than football. And as you know, I mean, yeah, these contracts, yeah, they are not guaranteed. Um, you see why, like a lot of these players, they really push for like uh, high signing bonus because I mean that the signing bonus is more or less guaranteed instead of the overall amount. So. That's actually one thing. That, that was actually two things that um, I really wish the players they really really fought a little bit more harder for, or maybe tried to get because I really think that hey, look, these players are putting their bodies, they're putting their lives on the line, and to play a game. True, yeah, you you make a lot of money, but hey, there's a lot of risk reward to it. But um, another thing that I um, that I really wish they would have also put some emphasis on is. Um, lifetime or lifetime medical care um i mean as you know i mean i've seen plenty of former nfl players who are just look terrible after the game and the thing is though it's not me it's not the three four years down the line i'm more talking about the players that haven't played in like 15 10 15 years 
who doesn't really have the the proper access to the proper medical care just through just because of all the bashing and beating up their bodies have taken. So um yeah, so I really I really wish they would have also pushed the emphasis on that as well because I really think that's something that these players they definitely need. Um so uh some of the things some of the, like some of the points that um that were brought up well some of the things that took place with this whole collective bargaining agreement that was kind of agreed upon. Um, like I said earlier, labor peace until 2030. So, I mean, 10 years, I believe you, I believe they can't negotiate that within, at least within the first nine, eight to nine. So whatever these players agree to, they have to stick with it. Um, but one thing I also found out that 60, 60, um, it was a 60 vote difference between yes and no. And I actually found out some players didn't vote. I mean, that's kind of going back to like the presidential election. It's like, dang, it's like, man, vote on something. I mean, you're being asked to vote on something that's um, going to shape your life. And like I said, I mean, as like voting, I mean, these players, I found out that some of these players didn't vote. Oh, man. But um, another thing that I saw that's coming is, of course, the 17 game season. Um that starts not this season coming up, but the following year, 2021. Um, and with that, I mean, one of the things I actually hope that they that they do include is an extra bye week. Because you think about it, um, these a lot of these players they're not even making the full 16 anymore. They're not. I mean, man, right now it's the it's the game has gotten faster. Um. And a lot of these, it's it's like you think about you playing football is like you're getting into a car crash every like about 40, 50 times a game, going just head up, going through a collision. I mean, like I said, I mean, and just the injury, the injury toll is just high as hell. I mean, you think about it. I mean, you look at certain teams, man, and it's a lot of teams that couldn't really. Um, make it make it to the the end of the season because there were just so many injuries, um, and that, and that's one of the things that I mean I was really hoping to play. They didn't agree upon the deal because I mean, like I said, they're trying to add a 17 game season, and then the league is also complaining that their league is also trying to say, oh, we're we're concerned about the player safety, and and to me that's kind of like an oxymoron. It's like, all right, you say you're 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 concerned about player safety, however, you're adding on an extra game onto the season. Because I remember a couple of years ago, there were actually there were actually serious considerations about an 18 game season, which honestly I think will come after the next collective bargaining agreement. Um, another thing that's going to be started is the expanded playoff seating, and that's going to start this season, and that's going to include. Um, a seventh player, a seventh wild card. Well, yeah, seventh team because right now, currently, well, as the playoff structure is, and that's going to start this coming season, is that in the past you had six, um, you had six playoff teams from each conference: one, two, six from the AFC, six from the NFC, with two, um, <clears throat> excuse me, with two buys uh, for the t- uh, the teams with the top two records. So. With so with the format changing, what's going to happen is um, it's going to be instead of two uh, instead of four um, two wild card um, games um, in the first round, it's going to be three. And what's going to happen is with that second that sec the team with the second best record in the conference, they're going to have to play 
a wild card game and not get the traditional buy. To me, I didn't like it. Um, I actually, I actually liked the format the way it was. Um, to me, it's like, hey, if it's if it's not broke, why fix it? I mean, why try to fix it? So I think it's just more of like the leech is trying to add, get a little bit, some, get some more money. I think it's just more of the leech is trying to get more, fa- more of a fan base involved. Eh, like I said, I'm I'm not in favor of it. I don't like it, so but hey, I'm only a fan. So hey, <laughs> um, one of uh, one of the other things that's gonna happen is that oh, well, I mean for the players, I mean they get a little bit more of the revenue sharing, and so um, they actually get a one percent bump instead of a 47 percent um, percent of the revenue revenue sharing. They get forty eight percent, which is I mean hey look, I mean yes, more money that's coming to them, but. To me, it's kind of like at what cost? Um, and really, at the end of the day, I think this kind of affects more of the lower, the lower paid players, um, which is basically roughly about sixty percent of the of, of the least players. They kind of operate on the minimum salary deal. So, I mean, this is they'll, they'll definitely get a bump off of that. So, um, another good another thing is that I'm um, expanded roster spots from forty six players to forty eight. On game days, practice squads will expand from 10 to 12, and in 2020 and 2021, um, it's going to start um, 14 players on the practice squad, which, I mean, hey, you know, it, it gives, it does give some players, uh, well, it does give uh, some of these players um, an opportunity to get a shot, so, I mean, I actually do like that. Um, a big one right here is smoking weed is... Well, currently, well, well, in the past, smoking, um, the smoking, uh, smoking weed was considered illegal, and now, with that being said, um, that's pretty much going out the window. I mean, so players who, um, who, I mean, hey, get caught smoking, man, it looks like nothing's gonna happen. Which, I mean, it is what it is. I mean, I, to me, that's really, I never really had it really issue with that because i mean just talking to a lot of players i mean they they actually actually said that hey they actually prefer to smoke marijuana than get doped up on pills and opiates and so i mean i mean so a lot of these players that were suspended looks like that's not going to happen anymore um another thing that's going to take place is um kind of like the a change in training camp um, there will be 16, there will, there will be a limit of six, um, of 16 padded practices in camp. There will be no more than three, three in a row. Um, the previous limit was 28 and no restrictions on the consecutive days expected except built in days off. Um, there'll be a five day acclimation period at the start of camp with restrictions on all types of activities permitted. After the acclimation period, players can be uh, can be on the field for no no more than four hours per day between their two practices, and no practices can last longer than two two and a half hours. Players are not allowed to be at a team's facility no more than twelve hours in any given day, and that number decreases by. There were some good things involved with um, this collective bargaining agreement, but honestly, I really think the players, they could have really fought for a lot more because, I mean, at the end of the day, true, yeah, I mean, the owners, yeah, they, they kind of turn the lights on, but hey, it's, it's the players and, and the superstars who these, these fans have come to see. Did all this complaining, like, over the last maybe couple of seasons, especially with, like, how the owners did Kaepernick, 
as well as um, some of the other things that these players have complained about, but yet they rectify when they had an opportunity. And me personally, I thought, I haven't said this maybe about two years, he may go on a strike because I felt there was just so much stuff that needed to be talked about uh, and something that needed to be addressed, such as when coming from the player's point of view, that, I mean, I really wasn't expecting this. And to me, um, I really felt that the players, they really didn't need to sign this contract as of yet because it really wasn't set to, to expire until next year. So, like I say, I mean, I really think the, the, the owners really kind of got the got, kind of got the players on this on this one. Um, but, hey, they signed it. Um, like I say, I mean, a lot of the younger players, um, they really were more just kind of looking at the short. The sh- um, They really weren't looking Eight, 10 years down the line, because honestly, a lot of these players, they're not going to be in the league within the next three to four years. I mean, man, an NFL player self like is very, very short, roughly about three years. And a lot of these players who did vote, I mean, um, and that did vote for this collective bargain agreement. I mean, like I said, a lot of them going to be out of the league pretty soon. But, hey, they they wanted that extra they wanted that extra money. Which, I mean, like part of me kind of understands, I guess, I guess from my point of view, I mean, I'm looking at as somebody who's a lot a little bit older and I'm looking at, hey, look, I mean, hey, start getting like the the free uh, like the the medical like the medical benefits taken care of, like going forward especially as you get into your mid to late 30s and actually out of the league for a certain period of time. I mean, you'll be able to kind of take care of yourself properly. Um, as well as, um, like I said, I mean, guaranteed contracts, that's big right there. Because like I said, I mean, especially with some of these players, I mean, hey, these teams, they can cut you, like I said earlier, they can cut you at the drop of a dime for no apparent reason. And you can honestly be left with nothing. So, I mean, my thing is, hey, Get these guaranteed contracts signed. I mean, you see NBA, Major League Baseball, their contracts are fully guaranteed. So, and football players, they aren't. So, that's actually, like I said, that's actually one of the things I definitely want to talk about. Um, another thing that definitely needs to be discussed, that I wanted to discuss was free agency. I mean, there's been a lot of movement going on. I mean, man, first of all, I'm going to start with, hey, Stefan Diggs getting traded to Buffalo for a nice little package deal draft picks. I mean, hey, I think um I think both teams kind of won in this deal. Um Stefan Diggs, I mean, one of the best one of, one of the better young wide receivers in the league. Um very explosive, um can definitely stretch the field and he's going to Buffalo with Josh Allen, which is like something that that a young quarterback needs is um a wide receiver that's going to kind of take the pressure off him and somebody can be as a go-to. So I think he'll, I think he'll thrive in Buffalo. Um, so yeah, Stefan Diggs to Buffalo. Good deal. Good deal, man. The trade that shocked everybody, Deandre Hopkins getting trade pretty much getting traded for a ham sandwich and a, and a bag of chips to the Houston, to the uh, Arizona Cardinals. For David, for pretty much for David Johnson, and I think some draft picks. Wow, wow, wow! And DeAndre Hopkins is arguably one of the best wide receivers in the league. And the thing is, though, you got so very little back. Um, well, you had to give up so little just to get him. I'm like, man, I know 
every team in the league should have been on, on that one. I mean, DeAndre Hopkins, honestly, to me, is worth at least a number one, maybe a, a number one and maybe an, uh, a three or something like that. Because, I mean, his production, I mean, he's in the prime of his career. He's on a, a team, he's on a team-friendly contract. I mean, but my thing is, though, it's like, what, man, what is this? How does, how does Deshaun Watson feel about this? Because it's like, dude, your your number one target gets taken out, uh, gets traded away for what? For nothing. So, I mean, you definitely know that they're going to be going wide receiver in the draft to get uh, Deshaun Watson a target. Um, another um, another deal that I saw, um, I know my, my Philadelphia Eagles, they were definitely involved in this, um, in some contract discussion was Byron Jones, uh, the former corner from the Dallas Cowboys. He's going to Miami, <sighs> probably in with the richest deal for a corner. I mean, he's now arguably the top paid corner in the league. And I mean, and I will say this, I mean, Byron Jones, he was a solid corner for Dallas, um. But the thing is, though, is like, and what a lot of people um, that I've talked to have said is that he just didn't cause turnovers. He wasn't a turnover machine as corner. I mean, yeah, I mean, he'll play good position defense. He'll maybe knock some passes down, but he wasn't picking anything off uh, or, yeah, or any interceptions. So um, I know, like I said, I mean, I know the, I know it was between Oakland and Miami. I know my squad, the Eagles, we kind of fell out of it because it was just like the price just kept going higher and higher. And it's just like at this point, it's like, all right, you know what? Yes, you just kind of price yourself out. And so with that being said, he he went. It was between Oakland and Miami. And of course, I mean, <laughs> as someone who used to live in California, the taxes there is pretty damn high. <laughs> It's pretty high out there. And so what he did was, which is honestly the smart move, he went to a tax-free state in, in, in Florida. Like I said, I'm not even mad at that. Not mad at that at all. Hey, young man, make your money. Um, another move, hey, Philip Rivers goes to uh, Indianapolis um, with the retirement of Andrew Luck before in the preseason of last year. I mean, that really left a hole at the um at the quarterback position for the Colts, true. Yeah, Jacoby Brissett. I mean, he he filled in admirably. He filled in uh, admirably. But I mean, at the end of the day, hey, he, they need to get somebody that can probably fling that rock a little bit more. Um, but Philip Rivers, he's at the he's pretty much at the end of the rope. Um, I mean, he's not he's not mobile. He's not mobile. Well, Matter he was never mobile. He was never mobile at all. But, I, I mean, I really don't understand the signing. I mean, honestly, I think I would have just kept Brissett for another year and just kind of roll with him. But, hey, I guess Indy, I guess the um, the coaching staff kind of saw something that, hey, hey, may, maybe we can't give this. Maybe we can't give the ranks to this guy just yet. I don't know. I don't know. But, I mean, he's going to have some targets with T.Y. Hilton um, and Devin Funches to go to Jack Doyle as, as well. So, I mean, hey, Indy, they get another quarterback um, who's a gunslinger. Let's see if Phillip Rivers has some more gas in the tank. Um, my Philadelphia Eagles, uh, we made a couple moves. Um, Javon Hargraves, from the, um, we signed him from the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, um, it, it was a kind of a, an interesting move because the fact of the matter that they still have Fletcher Cox as well as Malik Jackson, who's coming off uh, the Liz Frank injury last year, 
coming back. I mean, I don't know. I mean, and the thing is, I mean, he played Javon um, Hargrave. He plays nose tackle. And the thing is, I mean, like I said, you already got two of them already there. I mean, maybe could you slide one of them out to DN? I don't know. Maybe you just just keep the rotation fluid and going. Who knows? But I mean, I do like I do like the fact that he's I think twenty six or something like that. I think he's like twenty twenty six, twenty seven. I don't know. But I mean, they did get younger um, at that position, which is something that they definitely needed to do. As well as um, they got a little bit more explosive with that um, with that position. Um, we've only seen Malik Jackson play for maybe about four quarters of the first game, and he was done for the year. So. Um, like I said, I do like that move, um, I, but I'm just interested in how this is going to work out with the rotation and everything like that. Um, they also made a big-time trade, and they finally got a corner. And they traded a, a three, uh, number three pick in the draft and the number five for uh, cornerback Darius Slay from the Detroit Lions, all-pro corner, one of the best corners in the league. Honestly, I'll say he's about top five, top five um, very solid. Um, he did have a kind of a down year the year prior, but it was just more to Detroit's defensive line, not really generate any pass rush. And I'm sorry, you guys, I'm kind of, I'm just recording outside, man. I, I had to get out this house. Cabin fever was hitting me. <laughs> so you guys probably hear a plane, uh, flying above, but anyway, but I do like the move. Um, the Eagles sorely and desperately needed a corner. Because, I mean, man, Ron Darby, Jalen Mills, I mean, heck, I mean, go back to the Kerry Williams, uh, Bradley Fletcher, Nolan Carroll's. I mean, this is arguably the best corner they've, cornerback they've had since Asante Samuel was running running, uh, running it back there. So I do like the move. This, this, he definitely brings some swag to um, the DB position. also do like the fact that they – uh, kept Rodney McLeod. Um, I'm very disappointed that uh, they let go of Malcolm. Let go of Malcolm Jenkins. Um, arguably, I think. I mean, he was the, the the honestly the leader of that defense and probably the leader of the whole team. Um, I know that. I mean, he had a contract that um, he had one more year in his contract, and arguably he he felt that he was being pay below market value, which I understand. Hey, he outperformed his contract. He hasn't missed any snap, uh, snaps on defense or special team in at least about three years, three or four years. I'm not for sure. But, I mean, the man has been out there. Um, he's been the face. He's been the face of the defense. And arguably, like, when stuff has gotten tight, I mean, he's been the one to speak out. And, like I said, I mean, I, I really think he's going to be missed. Um, the thing about it, though, like I said, I mean, I think – as he has gotten older, because I think Malcolm's going to be 30, is 32. I think as he's gotten older, um, a lot of people have said, yeah, his play has declined. But honestly, I think that the fact that he was being used in a total, in a totally different uh, position instead of playing the um, the, the strong safety, well, no, the free safety, um, he pretty much was playing like another linebacker role. Um, so. He was released. Um, he's back with the Saints, um, his for, his former team, the team that he left us for. And so, honestly, I think that I think that was actually a good move. Uh, Sean Payton came out and said that, hey, look, we regretted losing him initially. And they they had to kind of right, right or wrong and bring him back, which, I mean, I'm not even mad at because, I mean, also and also think Malcolm was also looking at, hey, look, right now the Eagles are trying to get younger. Malcolm's kind of like going into the twilight of his career. And of course, like at that age, you want to get another ring. And so 
just comparing where the two teams are at this point in time, I think the Eagles are trying to infuse youth as well as Malcolm Jen- uh, as well as the Saints are are pretty much in win mode now, especially after they re-signed Drew Brees. So they're going for it, and hey, Malcolm, hey, he wants to kind of get his ring, get try and get one more ring. Plus, I me, mean, hey, he did get a nice little payday. Um, because if those who 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 don't remember, I mean, he, after the end of last season, he said he's not going to come back and play on the current deal that he had. Which I mean, hey, like I said, I understand because, like I said, I mean, hey, you outperformed your contract, you went over, and you went over and beyond the the call of duty. But I also see where the Eagles are, French franchise was coming from is that, hey, look, hey, we definitely we appreciate everything that you did, but it's like we also need to get younger. And like I said, I mean, to me, it's I, I think both sides could have really worked on it to kind of salvage it because I mean, the French, the Eagles, I mean, they they bought back. A bunch of older players before like Jason Peters who pretty much checks out like every at least once every game for with a possible injury whereas Malcolm Jenkins didn't really doesn't didn't really miss anything so it is what it is um like I said hey much respect to Malcolm hey I appreciate him for bringing the Super Bowl to the city so now hey see see we can do with the NO um and of course the biggest domino that fell was Tom Brady as you all know, Tom Brady pretty much spent 20 years in New England, winning winning six Super Bowls, and now this is the first time he's a free agent, and he signed with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. It's definitely going to be weird seeing him in Tampa. Um, I would definitely, yeah, that's definitely going to be weird. That's like seeing um, Joe Montana in Kansas City, Emmitt Smith um, wearing a Cardinals uniform, Brian Dawkins wearing... Um, Brian Dawkins wearing um, a Broncos jersey. Michael Jordan wearing a Wizards jersey. It's just like certain teams you just you you just associate them with a player. Well, you, I'm sorry. You see a certain player and you just associate them with the with a certain team, and that's going to be weird seeing Tom Brady in Tampa Bay. And but honestly, hey, I they they need to. I hope I hope they change those uniforms because that's going to be weird seeing him wearing that 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 pewter whatever whatever with the shoulder pad i don't know i don't know what the heck you want to call those type of uniforms but they um they need to change it get a new look for for brady coming down because i mean yeah. but i do um i do like the move for brady because one he's getting some some targets i mean you got mike evans you got chris godwin oj howard back there i mean man though that's firepower right there and I, brady i mean if if they if they if that offensive line stays solid, I mean, I think Brady can. I mean, I think he can have like the typical maybe twenty, like twenty twenty six and 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 six um twenty six um twenty six and six TD to INT ratio. I think I think he'll be all right. Um, that defense. I mean, the defense was pretty solid last year. True, they gave up a lot of points, but their ranking was very good. But I mean, that could also count because of James Winston throwing 30 picks. So, um, yeah, I mean, I do like the move for Brady, give him some more, some weapons, something that he definitely lacked in New England. Um, and he's lacked for at least a couple years. So, like I said, I mean, this move could be very solid. I think it can, it may actually extend him, especially if they definitely buffer that offensive line. Um, one thing I can't wait because Brady goes from the AFC to the NFC. Now he's now he he's in the same division as Drew Brees, Matt Ryan, the same conference as Aaron Rodgers, 
and et cetera. It's gonna it's gonna be wild. The NFC is is as wide open as as ever before, and and so pretty much it's pretty much a race of who's gonna play Kansas City in the Super Bowl as of now. So that's pretty much it, you guys. I just wanted to just shoot it like a quick episode, real quick. Um, I know there's a lot going on. Um, I'm probably gonna bust another show pretty much in the in the and probably within the next couple of days, just kind of just talk about this whole thing with this whole coronavirus and everything like that. So uh, if you guys want to get in contact with the show, you can contact it, uh, me at the310podcast at gmail.com. Um, hey, throw a, um, throw a like, throw a, um, hit him with them five stars ratings or whatever you think I deserve. And so with that, I'm your man, Kmart. I'll catch up with you later. Peace.